Let's bring in, uh, I'm going to call him Golden Eagle, because I can't pronounce his, his Cree name. Uh, you heard him yesterday. <laughs> Is it all right if I call you Golden Eagle? Yeah, you, you can call me that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can call me Marcel. Marcel, calls, okay. My Fair mom enough. calls me a swap deal. Um, listen. Uh, we got into it a bit yesterday, and we have a little more time today to discuss this. And, and I want to talk to you. Um, uh, you know, we were chatting last night, uh, Marcel, and you were telling me that you spent the day um, working with grandkids and kids of residential school survivors, uh, taking ceremonies and just talking about what was going on in Saskatchewan. Just just walk me through your day yesterday. How did that go? Well, um, I worked in group homes here in Alberta um, with Aboriginal kids for the last five years and um kids have aged out they're working uh one is working as a security guard one one has her own place now but and she's pregnant but no supports and and i still maintain contact with them even though they've aged out and i've moved on from the group home and so they want to stay in connected with uh ceremony mm-hmm. and culture and learn about their history and um you had chief chief billy Moran on this morning yep talking about their culture camp and that's where i went last night um i go out to spend time with uh, their elders bob cardinal rocky Morn, the community uh they do really well really good work out there um uh reconnecting their community and their children to the culture and they're having a culture camp out there and uh, i took this girl that i work with out there for a sweat lodge and a naming ceremony and while we were there we were um we were sweating in the sweat lodge and praying with uh, residential school survivors, their grandchildren. Uh, the ceremony holder was a 60 scoop survivor who was kidnapped from the reserve, but taken into the States and, and given to uh, uh, a family, like literally like given to a family. Hmm. And he didn't, uh, he didn't come back to his community for about 17, 18 years before he walked all the way from the states back to the north. He walked. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and so we're 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 in ceremony with people that survived uh, Indian residential school and people that survived sixty scoop, and we're in ceremony with children that are seven, eight, ten, nine years old, and, and they're reconnecting to their culture. They have a they have a really good opportunity here uh, to learn their culture and to. And to um, instill some hope into these people that that survived Indian residential school, where their culture, their language, was stripped away. I talked about it yesterday. Yeah, it was illegal. It was illegal to be Indian in Canada, in the United States. The kill the kill the Indian in a child mentality uh, started with Johnny McDonald. Um, the governments from that day until today, right? We still take kids from their homes. We still take. Native kids from their homes and put them in, resi- in into into group homes. We put them into um, foster care. We put them into all these places away from their homes. We still haven't learned to work with the family and the community um, to to heal, so that they can we can raise our own kids. Right? We just keep taking kids away. Canada just keeps taking kids away. Right? Yeah. Let me ask you. Let me let me let me ask you a question, please. Do you drink beer? Yes. When you drink beer, do you drink beer around your kids? Sure. Do you have a family barbecue and a picnic and you have a, a cold beer in front of the kids? Yep. See, we can't do that as Native people. 
if we had a beer, if we had a beer, and a social worker could use that against us and say, we have a suspicion that you're drinking and take our kids. It's that simple. And and no Canadian, no non-Aboriginal Canadian goes through that. No. Nobody comes to your home, Shay, and accuses you of drinking and takes your kids. No, you're even absolutely if they prove right. it or, or even, even if they prove it or not, they can take your kids just based on that. And that's the government policy has always been that way. We have to walk and talk a certain way in order to appease the government so that they don't take our kids, you know? And, uh, and um, it's really difficult to be Native sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I want to I talk to you about, you know, we were chatting last night, and, I, you know, and, and there's a lot of people on the text line who are saying they're, they're, they're really up in arms about the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church seems to be getting a lot of the focus of the anger, and I think the anger is, is a natural response because you want to hold somebody accountable, right? I mean, I think that's the initial response. And we were talking about it yesterday where you were saying, that's not going to get us anywhere. That anger isn't going to move us forward. There's a better way of doing this. And we were talking last night, you said to me, you know, I was saying a lot of people want to help, want to make things better, but I don't think they know how. And you said, well, we know how. We've been doing it the whole time. So so tell us, wh- how can we make it better? Well, we need to learn to respect each other. Uh, I, I told you a story yesterday in the text. I told you about how my dad, his name is Albert. His, his tree name is Exeno, which means old man. And his family and many families were forcibly removed from Wolf Lake. You know, they they hunted and, and farmed and, and lived on about 2,500 square kilometers of land. And now they have nothing. The government came in in, in 1938 or 39, forcibly removed them from their homes, and they ended up living in a ditch. For how long before they could find some place to go? They lived, okay, wait, uh, they lived in the ditch. Yeah, in the road allowance, it's called. And they had to live there while they tried to figure out where to go next. A bunch of families, and so they're stripped away from their land. They're stripped away from their home. The government goes in and and, and puts oil refineries and gas refineries and and, and CFP bombing range all in that area. So my dad has never been able to return home. My dad is one of the sovereigns. They've never taken treaty. They've never taken script, right? Mm-hmm. My dad is one of the few, and my mom are the few sovereigns that I know that still live off the land, that still hunt, gather, and and follow their traditions. They follow the Nehiawiwin, which is the native way of life, and to live off the land and respect the land. And that's what we're trying to, to teach and get back to. So we need to learn to respect we need to learn to respect my dad has every right to be upset. My dad has every right to be have hate and anger in his heart for what happened to his family. My parents, my grandparents, and anybody who's ever been in Indian residential school has every right to be angry, hurt, and upset. They have every right to mourn right now. They have every right to look for blame. But you know they don't. My parents keep telling us, respect people's life, respect people's way they pray, respect if they, if they go to church, respect that. They don't ha- you don't have to agree with it, but you have to respect it. As long as they have faith in their heart and believe in what they, how they pray, then let's respect that. The same goes for non-Aboriginal people. They need to respect our ways. That's what treaty was about. But somewhere along the line, 
people stopped respecting the agreement we made that Chief Moran talked about, the shaking of hands between the European people and the First Nations people. It used to be really good at some point. Yeah. But um, we have to respect and move on. And so what we do, how we deal with things is we have our prayers, we have our sweat lodges, our sun dances, our pipe ceremonies, our feasts. Everything we do starts with prayer. Even in business today, if we have a meeting, we start with prayer. Pipe ceremony, we start with prayer. Everything we do, sweat lodge, starts with prayer. We have a, a brand new baby that's born, we have a sweat lodge to celebrate. We lose a family member, they pass away, we have a sweat lodge and a prayer to honor their life. Everything we do starts with language, culture, and ceremony. And so when I told you yesterday, we know what we're doing when it comes to dealing with this the, the grieving of of these uh, 1,323 bodies now, we know what to do. So our nations have been going to these places. They're not discoveries. They're not discoveries. It's been going on for 150 yeah. years. Yeah. These are confirmations of what the residential school survivors talked about. Now, it takes a very big hole to bury 250 kids in Kamloops. You need a bulldozer to bury those bodies. Right? So that's a mass grave. That's genocide. So we, our, our nations have been taking their elders, their youth, their spiritual people, their holy people to Kamloops. They go hold a pipe ceremony. They dance there. They feast there. They pray for these children. They pray for these children's families. They honor them. There's many tears. There's many hurts. And we have every right but we know what we're doing. Right? And we're not waiting for government to tell us how we should do things or what we should do. You know, when Stephen Harper was government, he was asked to provide the technology and the finances to locate these graves. 1.5 million at that time, and he declined. The government declined. So this isn't new. The, the colonial government is not being friendly to the native people. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Um, so, so we need to find a way to work together. We've got to come to a, a solution, and anger is not going to be the way. Well, I think, see, well, let me see if I have this right. I agree with you 100%. Anger and, and blame and, and things like that, that's not going to move us forward. I think you mentioned respect and how you were taught to respect different people. Um, 
when you when we talk about the respect that the indigenous people of Canada have been shown historically and continuing right up until right now, um, without that element of respect, Golden Eagle, how can we possibly we say we want to help, we say we want to understand, but we can't when you've been told your culture can't exist and is wrong and you're you're less than human and all these sorts of things. That's the ultimate disrespect. Can that respect be built? How do we do that? How do we show that respect, that understanding and willingness to join you in this path? You, uh, you've heard of a man named Mahatma Gandhi? Of course. He has a very simple solution, and it's this. If you want your world to change, then you have to become that change, right? Yep. Well, uh, me, as a, as, a, as, a, as a child that was sexually abused by a person that went to residential school who was sexually abused himself, who was, whose perpetrator probably was sexually abused also. And it's a cycle that continues unless we do something about it. One of my elders tells me, I can, I can remain a victim, I can stay in the victim mentality, or I can make a choice and do something about it. I choose to do something about it, and it's hard work. It really is hard work. I have to reconcile what happened with me. I have to tell my parents. My kids know what happened with me. I haven't told my grandchildren. They're young. They're like six and under. But I share my story. I sh- I've talked in schools. I've talked, I've talked in ceremony. I've talked at funerals about what happened to me as a child. It's not easy to hear, especially for my parents or my family members, what happened to me or may have happened to them. But we have to make a choice to end the cycle of abuse, to end the cycle of disrespect. We can't continually wait for the settlers to live up to the treaty agreement and, 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 and uh, find it in their heart no. to, 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 uh, to uh, have their word. Shave. We used to be a people that had our, we, all we had was our word as human beings. Now we don't have our word anymore. You know, uh, we're not accountable to one another. We're not accountable to ourselves. And we need to get to, get to that place somehow. And we respect ourselves. If we respect ourselves, we'll respect others. If we love ourselves, we'll love others. You know, I'm, I have a, I'm very close with my siblings and my parents and my children and my grandchildren. We're, we're very close-knit. We have problems like every other family. We have disagreements like every other family. But we also, our culture teaches us to be accountable. Our culture teaches us that we have to face the consequences of our decisions, whereas in Western Western society and Western law, you never have to be held accountable according to your laws that are written, right? You can go say, I didn't do it, or uh, it's, I, didn't, I wasn't aware of it, and you never have to be held accountable. But our elders hold us to account. Our, elder, our elders, if we hurt somebody, put us in front of, the people that we hurt, and we have to explain ourselves. Talking circles, healing circles, right? Yeah, and sharing and that experience. For, right? We've been doing this for thousands of years. Yeah, yeah. Regardless of, 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 uh, of uh, the colonial foot on our, 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 our necks, we've still been practicing our culture and, and resurrecting it, living by the Creator's laws, which are simple. Truth, love, respect, Right? Yeah. Honor. Hey, Marcel, really? I, I, I'm, I'm right out of time, unfortunately. We're going to have to do this again because uh, um, we, need, we need more of you. We need more of your perspective and more of your voice. Thank you for taking the time this morning. We'll do this again very soon, okay? 
Thank you, very, thank you very much. That is Marcel, uh, Ched Nation, and QR77 listeners uh, know him as Golden Eagle, um, and you love him. Uh, just so many positive texts.